Mildred retires from St. Columbus in Tullow after 17 years of service. Article by Suzanne Pender. St. Columbus National School Tullow has bade a fond farewell to a much-loved lady who's played a central role in school life for decades. Mildred Thackerbury, their hard-working school secretary, retired this week following 17 years at the heart of all the activities that happen at this busy school. Mildred has always been a warm, welcoming and caring presence at the school and the whole school community will miss her terribly, reflected school principal Michelle Hunter. Mildred has been a constant support to new staff members and families and has had a long and close association with St Columba's National School. Prior to taking up her role as secretary, Mildred, along with her husband Adrian, were parents at St Columba's for many years while their children Anna, Brian and Craig attended. During this time, Mildred had also served on the school's board of management, giving her time, energy and enthusiasm willingly. To mark her retirement, Mildred planted a tree on the front lawn of the school, ably assisted by the sixth-class children, all decked out in their new graduation hoodies. The pupils also presented Mildred with gifts, flowers and personally made cards. There was also a delicious cake to enjoy, while Neville Colbeck presented Mildred with a gift on behalf of the Board of Management. The Board of Management, staff, parents and pupils wish Mildred every good wish on her retirement. Pupils showed creative side on Arts Appreciation Day. Article by Suzanne Pender. The girls at Skullvura Lourdes Tullo proved what an artistic, creative bunch they really are when they hosted an action-packed Arts Appreciation Day recently. There was a variety of activities for the children to enjoy, from music and drama and art to dance. It was our aim as a school to incorporate as much of the arts into the videos that we produced as possible to encourage and ensure that all pupils could take part in some way, explained school principal Marie Cohen. We are cognizant that not all children are sporty and we try to tap into all the talents which our girls have. Arts Appreciation Day helps to do just that. In a time when we all needed our spirits lifted, an initiative such as this really helped the girls to stay motivated for the last few weeks of school, while bringing song, laughter and cheer into the school, added Marie. The children picked the themes themselves, with the junior school opting for Under the Sea, while the senior school chose Food. The day was organised in collaboration with their teachers and the various tutors that come to Skullvira Lourdes each year, such as Music Generation, Drama with Keelan MacDonald and Zumba with Michaela Coleman. For music, the children worked on creating their own songs at home during remote learning and then brought them to life when they returned to school. Ali, the tutor from Music Generation, inspired the girls to take ownership of the music and that's exactly what they did. It was a joy to see the progression from copybook to performance, and the girls really got into character, said Marie. For drama, the girls encapsulated the themes by creating short theatrical pieces and still imagery. From feeding the sailors on the boat to owning a restaurant, they had a lot of fun creating and performing. Back in the class, the teachers and children created some beautiful art pieces which could be used during the performance. The girls learned lots about sea creatures and dishes all around the world during class time and have lots of facts to share about both. Their artwork was displayed in the school hall for the duration of Arts Appreciation Day 
and no doubt families love to see their creations coming home at the end of the year. To inspire even more creativity, the school ran a competition for art hampers with a total of €364 Euro raised from all the tickets sold. All of this money will go back into the school to organise the activities for the children. There were two lucky winners, Tamara Hurley from Senior Infants and Ruby Lavin from Third Class, who were delighted when their names came out. The children have learned so much from the experience of working online, working together as a group, creating drama and artwork and performing for a camera, said Marie. Even the teachers got involved in it all by dancing to a piece of Zumba music. Art Appreciation Day has touched the lives of us all in some way and we would love to continue sharing the joy by inviting everyone to check out our YouTube videos online. Just search for Skullvura Lourdes on YouTube, then sit back, relax and enjoy the show, said Marie. St Columba's National School hoists its first ever active flag. Article by Suzanne Pender St Columba's National School in Tullow recently raised a flag to a job well done, celebrating what an active, energetic and fit bunch they've all become. The staff and pupils were delighted to be awarded their first active flag, a Department of Education initiative bestowed to schools where physical education and activity is valued, promoted and enjoyed by all. Samantha Ansel, a teacher at the school, was their active schools coordinator and pupils from all classes formed the Active Schools Committee. Over the past two years, Ms Ansel and the committee have organised many events to prioritise activity and exercise, both at school and as homework, and the staff and pupils have really enjoyed taking part. Being active is now very much an integral part of the school day at St Columba's National School. Godfrey's Gospel According to Michael Godfrey Delighted to have got my second Covid jab. I'm an avid movie fan. I love the cinema and I always have. So to get a text from the HSE informing me that I was to receive my second dose of AstraZeneca on the 4th of July got me thinking of that 1996 blockbuster Independence Day. Don't get me wrong, I don't see myself as a kind of President Thomas J. Whitmore character played by Bill Pullman addressing the crowd just before they launched the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind, where he states they were once again fighting for their freedom, not from tyranny, oppression or persecution, but from annihilation. We are fighting for our right to live, to exist, he said. The setting was supposedly in a hangar somewhere in the Nevada desert. I, on the other hand, was attending the vaccination centre at the Institute of Technology, Carlo where there were no fictional characters, but an entire team of vaccinators ready and waiting to administer the second dose to hundreds of people like myself, who you could say are fighting for our right to live. It would seem that if we take our eye off the ball for a second, the Corona-19 virus jumps on the opportunity to develop a new variant in an attempt to continue to kill as many people as possible. The death toll in Ireland from this virus now stands at over 5,000, since it became part of our daily lives in March 2020. We may have thought the vaccination programme launched some months ago would reverse the tide and allow us to get back to normality, but not so. The number of hospitalisations and people being admitted to ICUs may be quite low now, 
but the numbers being diagnosed with the virus are on the increase. That number has doubled in the past two weeks, which pushed back the full reopening of the hospitality sector. Even now, just one week from when some of us will supposedly be able to enjoy indoor dining again, the industry is calling for clarity because it doesn't know the details of what it can and cannot do. Why? Because the virus is running us a merry dance, and the only way any of us can be sure we will be protected is to get vaccinated. Hence the doubling of efforts to inoculate as many people in as short a time frame as possible. I got my first injection on the 8th of May, so 12 weeks on from that date was when I should have got the second dose, in other words, the 31st of July. But was I complaining when I was called almost a month early for the second jab? Like hell I was. If they wanted me two months early, I would have been there. All I can say about my experience the second time was that it was equally as pleasant as the first. No queues, no waiting around, just a swift and friendly service. There was minimal admin stuff and then someone was waiting to administer the vaccine. I would say that inclusive of the 15-minute observation time after the vaccine was administered, the whole process took 20 minutes. Being an inquisitive type, I had to ask some questions, such as hours of business, so to speak, which are 8.30am to 6pm, closing for lunch for 30 minutes, seven days a week, with over 40 people on call to oversee the smooth running of the entire process. But here is the sad news. I asked how long all this would go on for. The person I spoke to said we had better get used to it. It will not continue on such a large scale, but vaccination centres will be here to stay. This virus is not going anywhere soon, and we will all have to get boosters. Everyone is sick to the teeth of being locked down, not being able to attend all sorts of events or even meet friends for a pleasant meal. This was not the answer I had hoped for, but was probably the one I expected. But let's look on the bright side. There are more and more vaccine centres opening if you include pharmacies, and extra doses are arriving to increase the number being vaccinated. As the fictional President Whitmore also said, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on, we're going to survive.